Hello Amsterdam, welcome to this new episode of Fuba Radio News. I'm Ricardo and today here with me is Nora. Welcome Nora, how are you? I'm great Ricardo, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Really looking forward to start with this exciting episode. This week uh, we travel around the world. Uh, we'll be in the US to talk about uh, what happened this week after the death of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg judge. Uh, then we'll go. We'll go back to the Netherlands to see what happened with some, some crazy influencers. Yep. Uh, before, after, we'll go to the Nigeria to talk about uh, some controversial new law that happened here. And then, uh, because of the Climate Week, we'll talk about several issues related with this topic. So let's go. We'll start in the US. What happened there, Nora? So I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, also known as ORBG. She was a Supreme Court judge and she made history as she was the second female justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, where she served for 27 years after being appointed by Bill Clinton in 93. Yeah, so he, he, her death is really important because it happened like less than two months before the U.S. general elections. And uh, it is relevant because the, it's the president who, who chooses the candidate to replace her and then the U.S. Senate approves it. And then the discussion about who should replace it and mainly when it should be done has started and has increased again the tension in an already complicated context because of the election, because of the protest of the related to the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, we see what happened with the Brianna Taylor protest. And yeah, so the, the Republicans want to, to, to nominate a new judge before the election and therefore taking advantage of the majority in the Senate so they can increase the conservative majority there. Yeah. Currently it is 5-4, so it will go to 6-3. Okay. But obviously the, the, um, the Democrats claim that this decision should not be taken before the election and the new president should be the one uh, doing, uh, doing the nomination. Yes, okay. So Trump basically wants to have someone else elected um, as the new judge before he himself... Yeah, exactly. He's up for election. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the problem is like the obviously the Democrats, the Democrats' argument is that the funny thing is that this exact same situation happened four years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, because Obama uh, aimed to appoint a progressive judge 11 months before the election, and the Republicans blocked it in the Senate, saying that it was in an it shouldn't it shouldn't be done in like in an in an electoral year. In fact, this is this is so funny. Uh, Mitch McConnell, which is the uh, who is the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. Yeah said four years ago, and I quote, the American people should have a voice in the selection of the next Supreme Court justice. <laughs> Now, he says that the new judge should be appointed just less uh, than two okay, months before. Okay. So the Democrats are considering this hypocritical, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they think this is like a great exercise of, of hypocrisy and, and a new attack to, to, to democracy. And their strategy is trying to, to push Republican senators to swing their vote and block the appointment. Even former President uh, Barack Obama released a video uh, with this purpose. And the thing is, like, uh, they need four Republicans to, sw to switch their, their vote to overturn the, the Republican majority. And uh, even though this is another really brilliant thing, uh, according to, the fo to Forbes, 17 Republicans, yeah. senators, uh, said at one time or another that they would oppose confirming a nominee this year. But now just two, two female senators. So far, Senator Collins from Maine and Senator Murkowski from Alaska have opposed the, the nomination before before the election. Um, the thing is, like, the Democrat hopes were uh, put on Senator Mitt Romney, you know, yeah. the, the, one, the only one Republican that voted against Trump in the impeachment. Mm -hmm. 
But sadly for, for them, the, on Tuesday, he said that he will back uh, President Trump in, in this issue. Yes, okay. And am I right that um, Trump said that he would elect a woman? Yeah, apparently she's, she's electing a woman, but a really conservative one. Uh, I, I actually would like to point out that the decision is extremely important because obviously the, the Senate, uh, the, the Supreme Court, uh, has a decisive role in so many so many issues that literally determine the U.S. policy for the next decades. Yeah, and it is also crucial, and this is this is really important in this case because it has the last word in case that this, there are some controversies in the in the result of the election, or 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 maybe a tie. Uh, they are the ones who have the last word. And yes, yes, yeah, and we've seen Trump saying that maybe he won't accept the result if he doesn't win. So this is yes. really scary. What does that mean? He won't accept the result. We don't know, and probably we, we don't want to know. But yeah, Nora, you know that uh, controversy is everywhere. We don't know yes. to go that far. We don't far. need to go that far. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have controversy as well in the Netherlands. Yes. So yes. what happened with some influencers and some hashtags? Tell me. Yes. So basically, there is this influencer called Famke Louise. She's a singer and also an influencer. And this week, along with some other Dutch celebrities... She was recruit, recruited by a group called Virus Truth. This is a group that promotes the conspiracy theory that the risks posed by the virus have been exaggerated and used by governments to violate people's freedoms and fundamental rights. So she then proceeded to post a video saying that she is no longer going to follow the coronavirus rules and that she was out, um, along with this hashtag that basically means like I am no longer participating. And the reason why this is sparking a lot of controversy is because earlier she was a few months ago she was paid by the Dutch government to do really? yeah to do a TV spot uh, promoting coronavirus restrictions. Well that, that Yeah, like she was paid a few thousand. Yeah. yeah, and then um recently she was on a TV show and I actually I to be honest I felt kind of sorry for her because she was being questioned by um you know, an expert um, virologist um, about her opinions and she just like wasn't able to back it up at all. You know, like she said that she feels that um, her freedoms are being taken away and that everyone's like, that people should have the right to, you know, go out and party. But she has no like actual facts behind it. Yeah, but I guess the danger is that she has a huge following and when people just see this hashtag saying like, I'm no longer participating, yeah. they're yeah. easily just going to be like, oh, okay, well, no corona rules then. Yeah, and apparently it didn't have the effect that they probably expect. But yeah, this is extremely important and extremely dangerous in, in this context where we are having like a second uh, wave of coronavirus case cases. Yes. And yeah, we should reflect about uh, how important is the, the role that influencers and famous people their capacity to influence people and just trying to take advantage of such a sensitive topic to increase their their focus or their spotlight it's yeah yeah yeah, I guess I mean in a way for her like I don't know maybe she just did it because she wanted attention like I didn't know who she was (laughs) until this happened yeah but I think the real danger is um like okay whatever like having opinions on coronavirus i guess is fine but when people start to bring in uh conspiracy theories that are completely false and spread it to such a huge following like that is a very big issue 
Yeah, actually, have yeah. you seen the this this was uh, trending in Netflix this week? The social dilemma yes, documentary. Actually, talking yes, actually, yes, yes. This reminded me of it. Yeah, yeah, because like there's so like every day we have so much news about the coronavirus from scientists that are actual facts, but a lot of people uh, continue to believe the conspiracy theories because I don't know. I guess they're more interesting in a way. You know, it's more interesting for people to think that there is this um, that the government is part of this huge conspiracy that's trying to restrict them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, from here, from Yuba Radio News, we encourage you to, to check the fact the next, check. Yeah, <laughs> fact check the, the Netflix documentary. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, yeah, let's see how this evolves. The, well, the thing is, like, apparently, the, uh, these influencers uh, retracted themselves and say mm-hmm. sorry. So, yeah, I mean, better, better later than, than ever. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah and We're going to, to a completely different place now to talk about another controversial issue. We're going to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about it, that uh, they have passed uh, uh, one of, th- of the states of Nigeria, the state of Kaduna, has introduced a new controversial law uh, related to raping. And it's basically that men convicted of raping will be surgically castrated, which basically wow. means that their testicles will be removed surgically. And apart from that, those convicted of rape children under the age of 14 will also be executed afterwards. Oh, so they'll death be penalty. Yeah, uh, surgically castrated and then also executed. Yeah. Okay, okay. And is this because, is there, has there been like a recent surge in rape cases? Yeah, in exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is like a strong, this is a strong punishment comes as a, as a response of the increased number of rapes in the country. Uh, last December, the Minister of Women's Affairs said that two million women and girls are raped every year in Nigeria. Oh my gosh. And yeah, and the coronavirus crisis has made the things worse. Uh, later in June, she, she stated that because of the coronavirus lockdown and obviously women being forced to be locked with their abusers. Yes, because a num- lot of the time it's yeah, someone that they're related yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, so the numbers say that the, the rapes have spiked f- through three times. Oh my gosh. And the situation, yeah, yeah is so... So so extreme that also 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 the Nigeria's governors declared that the levels of sexual and gender violence against women and girls constituted a state of emergency. Yeah. God. Okay. And has this happened in other countries? Similar um, punishments? Yeah. Even though it sounds crazy, it's not the first time that uh, a measure like this is debated worldwide. In fact, here in in Europe, in the Czech Republic, offers a voluntary surgical castration to violent sex offenders. Voluntary. Yeah, voluntary. They can do it if, if they want and oh, yeah too many of them choose that yeah and Indo- <laughs> indonesia as well uh, authorized chemical castration four years ago and even some states in the u.s have legal provisions for chemical castration and chemical castration basically uh, means the using of non-permanent medication to to reduce the levels of testosterone ah uh, okay right okay and what do you think about this do you think it's a fair punishment Uh, yeah, I don't think, I mean, even though some, some studies uh, suggest that surgically castrated sex offenders are unlikely to reoffend. Um, first, I'm going to talk about the, the opinion of, of the people in Nigeria. There has been a lot of voices against Sado that, that because they define it as populist and even as legislative sadism. Um, yeah, some, some activists uh, remain that most of the rapes, and this is really important, happened within mm-hmm. the marriage. Yeah. So this measure will drive to less reported raping cases because... Imagine if 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 a, if a woman comes forward and and reports uh, an abuse, uh, and there is a, such a strong punishment, probably she's gonna have consequences on 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 her family, on her community. Yes, so it yeah, probably would course. have the contrary effect. Yeah, and even the same for pedophilia. Like um, a lot of the time, it is done by someone uh, that's in the child's family. Yeah. So if that was their um, uncle or something yeah. like, 
I'm sure that the child would be very afraid to report it because yeah. that's like, you know, it's within that family. That's something that's the rest of the family are probably going to try and protect. Yeah, and yeah. the case of Nigeria is especially relevant as well because I don't know if, 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 if you know it, but it's uh, one of the countries with the highest rate of child marriage in the world. So this law is not clear at all what, what will happen yeah. in cases of... of Like your 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 wife is is, is literally a child. Yeah, so, because I guess if they're married, it doesn't yeah, count as yeah. pedophilia. So I think it's like a really difficult uh, situation. But this is this is a good piece of news. I think that might open a really interesting debate. As I think this is like an issue where people might have like really strong opinions. So what do you think about it, uh, Nora? Well, I think that it's very harsh and it's I guess it's quite disturbing um, to think about. I mean, I think in like a perfect world, people. It would be great if men, or not just men, of course, um, women also, if people um, didn't commit rape or pedophilia because it's a bad thing to do, and um, because of the because of the terrible consequences that it will just yeah. have on society in general. But of course, and, and most a lot of people, you know, sadly don't think about that. So I don't know. I mean, if this is the best thing to do in that situation, maybe it's good to kind of instill uh, this fear in people yeah. i suppose that they're thinking like okay well if i do this there's are some really really big consequences yeah yeah i, I, I think i mean i believe that this news is, is a good signal of of how raping and sexual abuse is being discussed in regions and contexts in which yeah they have been completely normalized for decades and and also a proof of how how far the feminist movement is is reaching mm -hmm. with all the me too movement and, and, and all of that but however is this Is this the correct way to handle the, the problem? I don't think so. I mean, first, I think it's against human rights and like, punishment like this. And second, it does repair victims' pain. I mean, I consider that efforts uh, should be focused on, on, preventing, uh, on preventing this behavior instead of thinking. Yeah, no, I agree with yeah, you, yeah. So for me, education is the key here. And, and I'm not talking just about uh, telling the boys, okay, you, have, you don't have to rape. But also, we have to encourage them to, to reject sexual abuse and any kind of sexist behavior with, within their closest circles. You know, a sexist joke made in a group of friends, abuse, you know, whatever. Yes, of course. That yeah. kind of thing. It has yeah. to start from the bottom. Yeah, education, really. education yeah. should be the solution. Yeah. yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. But then again, maybe the fact that they have this new law, um, I would hope that people are discussing it more than they used to. Yeah. And yeah. I guess like little conversations like this yeah. um, start a lot, you know? Hopefully that, that will be the case. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we don't move from, from Africa because, as we said before, uh, this is uh, Climate Week. And uh, you have some, some news related to that, uh, especially in Botswana, right? Sad news. Yes, yes, I do. So this is uh, very sad, but um, in May, oh, this happened earlier, actually, in May and June, yeah. 356 elephants in Botswana, and they all dropped dead around the same time um, in the country's um, Okavango Delta. And this was, a, of course, a huge mystery for months. And I don't know if you saw the pictures. It's very yeah. disturbing satellite pictures yeah. of these huge elephants that just collapsed dead out of nowhere. <laughs> and then after months of testing in labs in South Africa, Canada and Zimbabwe, and also the US, scientists have discovered uh, what caused the mass death. And this was due to the elephants ingesting a uh, I might pronounce this wrong, cyanobacteria from nearby oh. watering holes. And is there any influence of human action, of climate change in, in, in this Yeah, issue? see, that's the thing. Um, the bacteria, uh, the cyanobacteria, it occurs naturally in standing water. So it isn't like something that's completely new. Yet sometimes it grows into large blooms 
and these are known as toxic blooms. But scientists have warned that this bloom could be the result of climate change as it's more likely to happen as the water heats up. Oh, yeah. And then I see, I see the influences. Yeah. And another, another sign that, uh, that the world uh, gives us of this climate change, we saw the, the wildfires previous week in the US. Yes. And now they say that uh, you have some more sad news related to animals, right? Yes, yes. So sadly, in Tasmania, on the coast of Tasmania, yeah. um, this happened since uh, last Monday on the 21st of September, 470 pilot whales have been found beached on the beach. Really? Beached on the beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have been found beached on uh, on an inlet on the coast of Tasmania. And so far, about 400 have died. And this is one of oh. the largest ever strandings recorded yet. So about 60 whales have been pulled back into the sea um, using slings. Yeah. Well, sorry, it was 60 a few days ago. Now the number has gone up to about 90. So about 90 have been escorted back into the sea by rescuers. And which is great and everything. But see, the problem is that at the moment, um, scientists are saying that the most ethical thing yeah. that they have to do with like the hundreds of remaining whales and uh, might be to euthanize them yeah because you see the thing and the thing is the whales are huge they are like about seven meters and can grow up to three tons and it can take weeks for them to die and they die slowly because their weight crushes them and their skin begins to blister in the oh, sun yeah. yeah yeah and see also the problem is the longer that the whales are lying there on the beach the more difficulty that they have adapting to the water once they're in because it could be that By the time they pull the whales back into the sea, they're too tired to swim. And yeah. yeah, so that's the problem. So the scientists are saying now the best thing that it might be to do is just to put them down and then afterwards dispose of their carcasses back into the water. Yeah, hard decision, but probably would be the the best thing. And going on with, with the climate thing, what is happening in New York right now? Yeah, so a lot of you, I'm sure, have seen this image of what well, is called now called the climate clock in New York City. So this marks the beginning of Climate Week in New York on Monday. The two artists uh, behind the clock are called Gan Golan and Andrew Boyd. And this is in Manhattan's Union Square. Mm-hmm. And it's very, I have to say, like I'm sure you've seen it, it's very morbid. It's very yeah, scary yeah, seeing yeah. this. So instead of telling the city exactly what time it is, it tells the world how much time we have left until the effects of climate change are irreversible. Wow. So at the time that it was unveiled at 1.30 p.m., the clock read seven years, 101 days, 17 hours, 29 minutes and 22 seconds until our carbon budget. Um, uh, so the carbon budget is like the maximum amount of greenhouse gases that can be released until uh, warming is limited to like a, a, a sustainable level. So it's telling us how long we have left until we can't go back until we've run out of our carbon budget. Wow, yeah, let's see if, if maybe with this kind of strong measures, uh, we're seeing like how important is being activism for, for climate change issues. Uh, let's see if uh, seeing things in such a way, in such a like uh, shocking way can make us be aware of the huge problem we're facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and now uh, let's go back to Amsterdam uh, with our, with our event events, sections. What yes. can we do this week in Amsterdam, Nora? <laughs> so um, on Tuesday, the 13th of October, Room for Discussion um, is meeting with Mrs. Ayan Hirsi Ali. And she is a woman who spent her youth in Somalia, Saudi Arabia, Ethiopia, Ethiopia and Kenya before seeking asylum in the Netherlands. 
So she has now received refugee status and has fought her way to Leiden University, where she studied political sciences. And she's known as an activist in fighting for Muslims' women rights and especially uh, fighting against forced marriages and female genital mutilation. So Room for Discussion will be interviewing her at uh, 7 p.m. Cool. And this will all be online. And for more information, you can check out their Facebook page. Yeah, definitely check it because it sounds like really, really interesting. What yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, also on Friday night, on the 1st of October at Zoku, um, at 6 p.m., there will be live jazz music on the rooftop with the gorgeous view of the city. Um, so yeah, so that's on Friday and uh, you have to book a space beforehand. Yeah, interesting as well. So this has been uh, Yuba Radio News and as every week before leaving, where is the fun fact of this week? Oh yes. So the fun fact for this week is, you may not know this, but um, Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, um, lives in a palace with a lot of pet rias, which is an animal similar to an emu. Yeah. And in July, he was bitten by one of these birds. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, when he was trying uh, to feed it uh, yeah. while taking a stroll around his palace. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I don't know what I suspect that we're going to have a lot of Bolsonaro in this uh, final section. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back uh, next week.